episode number five of the Modern Accountant Podcast, where we explore the intersection of technology in the accounting industry. My name is Justin Amundsen, joined alongside my esteemed colleague, Joe Kessler, and today's episode is about effectively using collaboration tools. Joe, are you excited for this one? I am excited for this one. Can you tell? I know you're looking at me like, yeah, Absolutely, he's yeah. got a big old grin on his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward uh, to our chat today. We we get to talk about something that's rather near and dear, not only to like to me, uh, but also to our staff and our clients. It's always fun to talk about something when you're really passionate uh, about it, right? So just great stuff. And without further ado, I'm sure that you've got some fact that you're just waiting to throw out there uh, for me. So let's hit the drop and let's get into it. Let's do it. So let's get right into it. We're going to be talking about internal chat and collaboration software first. But as you said, Joe, of course, I got to mention, hit me with, hit me with it. I got to mention a relevant fact here. So <laughs> a study by the AICPA found that the use of collaboration tools and accounting can lead to an average increase in revenue of 15% or more. Pretty incredible. So Joe, to start us off, over 80% of accounting firms are using at least one collaboration software. This does not include email. So what are the key features to look for in collaboration tool specifically for accountants? You got two facts in there. Yeah. Got we to. all love statistics. Yeah. Who doesn't? So what are some key features? I think the, the first one is right at the top of my head. It's cost. I think when we started implementing tools early on at TechGuru, it was, I mean, if it doesn't cost money uh, and it gives us some new feature or capability that we didn't have previously, it's a good software. <laughs> yeah. It's a good app, a good place to start. Right. Yeah. And products like Slack have been around and uh, then came Microsoft Teams, but you know, Slack and HipChat were really kind of your first two you know, good options to, uh, to start creating a collaboration platform for the staff. And then Microsoft purchased Skype and you know, rolled it into the 365 product and built out the Microsoft Teams umbrella. And now, I mean, they're, they're just killing it. You know, they're going to continue to roll in more and more, you know, features and functionality into Teams. One of the things that I researched into a little bit was just market share, you know, for Slack yeah. and, and Teams and how Slack has been steadily adding uh, something to the tune of, I'm probably getting this wrong, uh, but something to the tune of, two, three million users per year, wow. uh, which is great. But then it was like, Microsoft was always behind. Then all of a sudden in 2020, shocker, mm-hmm. Microsoft went straight, like way above uh, what yeah. Flex, uh, you know users were on an annual basis and have continued to just uh, spike at almost an unprecedented yeah, and, growth. And from on. what I've read, that's has a lot to do with just it being included in the suite of Microsoft products. Is that right? It does. Yeah. And it's included at all levels. And certainly as they have introduced new functionalities, it all ties into the different license levels that Microsoft has as well. So you actually get more of teams, if that makes yeah. sense, you know, when you're on higher tiers of the Microsoft platform. So in and of itself, it's not free, right? But it's not like an additional cost. You're already 
so like 90% of our clients are already paying for teams. Like you're still yeah. using Slack. Yeah. And you know, the other thing is too, when I'm scheduling meetings, it is so convenient to just be able to click that tab and make it a Teams meeting rather than Zoom or whatever. And it just integrates with your Outlook calendar, email, all that. It's just one whole ecosystem. And I think that's what I like the most about it, uh, which yeah. actually leads me to my next question. Like integrations are very important for software, especially accounting software. What should accountants look for when it comes to integrations that are most beneficial? Yeah, integrations with other systems. So, so basically, just because it's a Microsoft product doesn't mean that it only works with other Microsoft products, yep. right? There's tons and tons of of apps available from the the app store, if you will, on inside of Teams, and integrations that get uh, created so that. And we'll we'll dive into a few things a little bit later on. I know, so just kind of like a little teaser there. But if you've got a practice management tool or a document management tool that's available in a cloud-based solution, a SaaS or web web-based solution, there's oftentimes something that could even you know notify you basically when either a document's been added or a question has been asked by a client or something that can just kind of feed in, right, from outside sources. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's something that's uh, that the big thing, you know, to look at is, you know, now that you're using Teams for chat, that's awesome. You need to be. And yeah. Teams for the rest of your staff, for your channel communication. Again, that's awesome. You need to be. But start finding other ways to pull information in. I mean, a lot of people don't even know that there's a button inside of Outlook that literally says share two teams, right? Yeah. So yeah, you don't exactly. need to copy pasta a bunch of stuff into teams, into a into a message for people. You can literally just hit share two teams, select the channel or the person that you want. It posts it. And then you have a little tag message that's like, hey, did you guys see this survey? Or did you see uh, this message we got from a, uh, from a client? Does anybody have an answer uh, for what this is, right? Right. Um, it's really, so at the very base level, those are integrations that you need to be taken advantage of. For sure. So last question in this segment, how do you see the use of internal chat and collaboration software evolving in the accounting industry in the next, I don't know, five years or so? Yeah, it's, there's a lot of tea leaves, uh, that need (laughs) to be, that need to be read. Right. So to to say that I'm you know able to make sense of what they all look like and look into that crystal ball uh, yeah it's it is t- it's tough uh, to know but yeah you, again you look at what Microsoft is continuing to do and build their entire ecosystem around teams okay yeah. so with that I'd say uh, I can say for fact that there are some uh, some tools that are that are out there uh, carbon I know is working on some things. Canopy's got some stuff, so practice management platforms, right, that are very much uh, looking to provide ways to continue to uh, to streamline communications and leverage the uh, open ecosystem that uh, that Microsoft has created for them to use as their own playground, if you will. Yeah. Uh, the other real big one that we're going to continue to see much more of is digital voice solutions. That mm-hmm. will be the forefront of replacing the old phone, 
right? The old, yeah. old dusty physical phone that never works when you want it to and rings all the time and drives everybody absolutely bonkers. So that's going to go away with the uh, integrations. I mean, Zoom has even started to introduce over the last couple of years voice uh, services. Microsoft's been doing it for a while since their purchase of Skype. Slack's got some functionality even for it. So it's just unifying all this stuff into one app, right? As opposed to uh, having so many different services providers do it. Yeah, and that's what everyone wants at the end of the day. We're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we're going to talk about practice management software. Let's talk about practice management software. Joe, how can practice management software help accounting firms streamline all the different aspects that come with running an accounting firm and ultimately help them better serve their clients? Yeah, it's a great question, Justin. It should provide a central location for you, first off, to be able to organize all of your client communication, your projects, financial insights, profitability, time tracking, client vendor relationships. I mean, I look at it the way we use our practice management system and it's capable of giving us at least majority of those things, maybe not all of those items, but you know, the more of that that you can centralize, uh, certainly the, the more that's going to streamline your, uh, your processes in turn, right? So it should also allow for integration with other applications. So when it isn't capable of doing one of these functions like your, uh, let's just pick on uh, time tracking, for instance, right? If you, if you don't have that functionality with you in your practice management platform, it should at least offer an integration with another product that does, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So some good examples that we've run into are uh, products like Canopy, Carbon, TaxDome, uh, Count also. Yeah, these are awesome products that are all you know, great solutions that are kind of full end to end with regards to providing all of that functionality that I just mentioned. But if there's a function that they don't, you know, they do generally offer a good integration. So that's a shift away from what many accounting firms are using currently, which is Systems that are maybe more local, think service-based or server-based products, yeah. right? Thomson Reuters and CCH are great examples of this. Thomson Reuters is the, the first one that comes to mind because you know, within their platform, it's fairly inflexible to where it, if you don't have a feature that's in there, you kind of have to just wait till Thomson Reuters develops that feature mm -hmm. if they ever do, right? So... You don't have the ability to integrate with anything else. And because of that, it also makes it very difficult to um, change your software without feeling like it's necessary to change your entire application stack. Yeah. If that makes sense. So having that, that flexibility, super, super important with a modern practice management platform. So basically practice management software gives you a zoomed out view of your organization and it provides different insights. So Joe, how can firms use those insights to make better business decisions that ultimately help them become a more profitable and growing firm? Yeah, I mean, real talk, right? We've got, you know, we use our practice management uh, solution, uh, which is it's more line of business for us, but it's 
we use it interchangeably with anything that an accountant uses, right? It's just yeah. tomato, tomato. And we use it to identify you know, proactive products that we could be selling, right? So, you know, we've got, we can identify certain needs by based on uh, requests and certain documentation that, that comes in uh, that are, you know, it's more of a feedback uh, loop system, right? So we have that to figure out what products we could sell and what the industry is wanting us to do. The same thing can be used for, for an accountant by uh, reviewing the results on organizers and documenting what systems and software your clients are, uh, are using can help better determine the products that you should be selling. Also, client and service level profitability. So they, most people are familiar with like what client profitability is, right? So it's like the, the amount that you're billing the client versus the amount of time that it takes to, uh, to support them. So to figure out if it's, if they're profitable and what it costs to deliver that support is the other, is the other kind of variable. And, but also beyond, but beyond that, there's service level profitability, which is when you have all of these things plugged into good financial software or your practice management software, you're able to identify how profitable that one product that you're offering. So for an accountant, you know, that could be what it costs to do a, uh, a tax return. Okay. Simple, yeah. simple one there. And you can get that from your financial system, your QuickBooks or accounting CS or whatever product you're using to document that, but it should be available to you at a higher level in the, in the practice management platform, if that makes sense. So you can only, so you can look at one place for the information. It also allow you to turn down services that are a waste of time and are not valuable. So if you're doing tax returns and you want to get out of that because it's not profitable, uh, you, that's like one product that accountants are really struggling with right now because you can't just increase the fees. It's a race to zero in a lot of ways for many accounting firms as far as yeah. you know, what to charge. Yeah, so we just talked about practice management software. Now we're going to talk about workflow automation software. A lot of people like to call it project management software. We'll be right back. Stay with us. So workflow management software, Joe, there are some similarities between practice management software and workflow management software. How can workflow automation software improve the efficiency of an accounting practice? So sometimes your practice management software has certain automations built into it, right? They can, and an automation from that we're referring to or that I'm referring to in this case is basically as anything that can trigger an event and a cascade of progression, if you will, of tasks. And it can assign things to different people based on the response that was given to the, uh, to the triggering task. So uh, if your product doesn't have this built in, you, uh, you have to look at you know, third-party options. You know, some of those third-party options are readily, that are readily available are things like monday.com, Asana, Notion, Microsoft Lists, Microsoft Project, Microsoft Flow, uh, catching a trend there, Microsoft in there. List goes on. Microsoft, something else. <laughs> Microsoft Loop yeah. is actually coming out. I'm not sure when that's coming out, but that's something oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to yeah. trying that out. 
I feel like that's also also rebranded uh, of something else, though, too, that they're continuing to uh, to build out. You got Zapier, Zoho, Glances. So the way you kind of tackle these you know, these things, because that's a lot, right? Yeah. So <laughs> that's a lot, is if you can break your practice management uh, platform into uh, individual functions, that should allow you, you know, more flexibility, right? So think of maybe an automation software that you may want to tie into financial reporting, right? Or mm-hmm. uh, your client communication or time tracking. You know, those are things that I was also, you know, kind of that I alluded to in the previous segment that you can have a task inside of a uh, workflow that basically, you know, says, hey, time is enter, a client has uploaded their organizer, right? And the next event gets triggered in your practice management system that says, all right, it's time for such and such to create the initial task. So there's products out there that will allow you then to take a simple task of your client uploading something to the organizer, right? And, or create uploading the organizer to your, your service, Uh, excuse me there. And what that should do is create the next task in the event or in the, Mm -hmm. in the process. Right. And monday.com, you know, is a good example of that. Right. Uh, Yeah. You know, so monday.com, I, I mean, might be biased, but I, I love it. I use it all the time. Don't know where I would be without it, to be honest, because mm. with marketing, there's so many different projects that are uh, involved with project management and just organizing your marketing calendar, all that kind of stuff. I just have it all in one glance. And that's what I love about it. You can create different boards for different activities. It's so customizable. And that's why I love it so much. And there's hundreds of integrations so if you think it's just something for marketing it's not it's something that i know a lot of accountants do use it actually and there's a huge interest in it especially now so it's basically so what monday.com calls it they call them recipes so you can basically create your own what you would call automations i guess workflow automations and you can really play around with it what's really cool is that you can basically type in what you want it to do so for example you can tell it to After you complete one task, you can tell it to basically send this report to a specific user and it'll almost immediately create that automation for you, which is really cool. And we have a workshop that we actually did a long time ago with monday.com. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube if you just search techgurumonday.com, but it's specifically for accountants. It's a great workshop. It's about half hour long, I think. And basically we show you specific boards that you can create that's specifically for accounting firms. And it's just, it's a helpful workshop. So I, I definitely recommend people watch that. We also have, this is kind of a shameless plug here, but we also have a sister <laughs> company. All about all it. Done. This whole podcast is full of shameless plugs. <laughs> We're not sponsored by anybody. <laughs> not sponsored, not sponsored. Uh, but we have, a, we have a sister company called Elucid Day where they basically help you create whatever workflow you want. So I would definitely recommend checking them out as well. That's lucidday.com. So that's all I have to say about it. I don't know about your experience with money.com or other project management software, Joe, but I, I mean, I absolutely love it and I would not go anywhere else as far as a different software. Yeah. I mean, with other project management software, I don't have much experience personally with anything else other than money.com like you do. 
but other kind of behind the scenes, more automation software. Uh, the one that sticks out to me is Microsoft Flow. And I can tell you that Microsoft Flow is used in every single day and within our organization. But it's like an unsung hero. Like there's so many yeah. things that our organization is doing with Flow that you just don't see. It's not pretty. It's not sexy. <laughs> like yeah. it's just, it just works. And you do these things, you tell it to do these things. So if it can, it, it does need access to, it has access to anything inside of Microsoft, right? So if it goes into the Microsoft ecosystem at all, then there can be an automation tied to it. So you can now think, oh goodness, well, you were just talking about Teams, talked about SharePoint, talked about Outlook and Calendar and all of these these things. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it can automate all of those, a ton of different things, even triggered responses based on content that you received in a certain message or whatnot. That's just crazy cool. We'd probably do a whole podcast on soundslikemonday.com and maybe we should. Get somebody from yeah, Luther not, Day. Not a bad idea. Uh, Absolutely. Right? Um, or we will never get somebody from Microsoft, so please don't ask us to get anyone <laughs> from Microsoft. Yeah, but I, don't I have an expert internally that's set up all of our flow stuff that might be able to do some stuff, uh, do some, have some conversation with us. So last question before we end here. What specific examples in terms of automation could you see accountants using? So basically, I'm looking for use cases here. Can you give me a specific workflow where I know like money.com or Asana, for example, can help you with? The first one that's just coming to mind, I mean, I already teed up one with the with organizers, right? But yeah. a simple one that really comes to mind is payroll services. I know we got a lot of bookkeepers and a lot of full service client accounting service offers. Uh, that's a word with us. So, and a, pay, a payroll question that would come in from a client, right? Would be, it could be, we have somebody late that we need to add to payroll. We need a, an urgent payroll request, whatever that is. That a lot of times we hear that those are time sensitive things that might be notifications that could be uh, put in taking, put into your system differently to make it more efficient for more people to get eyes on it and trigger a response quickly, right? Yeah. So long story short, I would say a payroll request from a client that could be automated into a Microsoft Teams channel that sends an app message to all members of that channel or an, and or an email response or an email message to all of those, those team members that are that have the ability to respond to that because it's a very timely request that needs to be addressed and if you just happen to not be at your email but maybe you're on your phone or something like that yeah that's a that's one way that you could get a, a triggered response from multiple people yeah yeah i mean the the possibilities are are endless honestly it's just one of those things you have to do it hands-on to really see the value in it for anyone that has questions submit them at techruit.com slash podcasts I'm sure people are going to have a lot of questions because we talked about a lot today, Joe, but yeah. anything uh, you want to say before we wrap this up? No, other than we've got some some future podcasts in the works. We've got a few guests potentially lined up for for the next one. So based on if we're able to secure that that individual for timing for the recording, we'll determine whether or not what our what our next episode is. So stay tuned. We've got a lot of fun and exciting stuff. And if you throw in some questions to us, we'll be 
happy to even look at considering a, a full episode on a specific software or product. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.